Hi everyone, welcome to the latest episode of India Fintech Diaries. I'm your co-host Elroy and this is a show where we discuss the latest trends in Indian fintech, speak to some amazing guests from the industry and deep dive into specific fintech themes. Hemant, it's been quite some time since we had our last episode. Yes, Elroy. I think Elroy, our audience and listeners also understand that this has been a very, very difficult time for the world and India in particular. And we as a group have also not been uh, remained untouched, right? Both me and my wife uh, contracted COVID-19, were home quarantined for some time. And it's been a very, very difficult journey since then. I hope you are all fine now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We are all fine now and ready to go. So we are back on the show now. And in fact, we are going to start recording episodes. And just to make it up to our listeners, I think let's release more episodes at a higher frequency as we go along. Excellent, Iman. And on that note, let's get into our latest episode. In today's episode, we continue on a journey to understand how fintech works and impacts Bharat. One of the most important enablers of upward mobility in society is the access to affordable education. A recent survey conducted by the National Statistics Organization of India revealed that only 10.6% of the Indian population aged above 15 years had successfully completed a graduate degree. This proportion was even smaller, only about 5.7% in rural India. Affordability of quality education is one of the drivers for these low numbers. To discuss the very important issue of affordable education, we have with us today Varun Chopra, CEO and co-founder of Eduance Financing Private Limited. Welcome to India Fintech Diaries, Varun. Hi, Roy. Thanks for having me here. Varun, we are really happy having you here. But first of all, before we start, I think congratulations are in order for your venture debt raise a few months ago. Uh, Varun, Eduance is indeed a pioneer in the affordable lending space with its innovative study now, pay later offering, smartly named. Let's start with a quick introduction of yourself and the company. Sure. Happy to do that, uh, Hemant. Hi, everybody. I'm Varun Chopra. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Eduance Financing Private Limited. A uh, quick background about myself. I'm a computer engineer, MBA, XIT, Madras. Uh, I've been an investment banker majority of my life. I've worked in organizations like Deutsche Bank, Nimura. After 14 years, you know, kind of working in these banks, you know, wanted to set up a own company solving the largest problem I felt that India is facing in current situation, which was uh, giving access to finance for people who want to complete their educations. We started our journey basically in 2014. Me and one of my co-founders, Rahil, uh, who was a dear friend of mine, we started our first company called Curriculum at that point together. You know, the product the curriculum had was to enable people build skill outside academics. This is something that started with my own problem statement, as a lot of people say that founders should try to solve a problem which they have seen in their life. Curriculum was actually a birth child of that because very early on in my life, I wanted to be a tennis player. I, you know, I used to play like 12, 14 hours a day and I was doing really well till one point in my life, my father approached me and said, hey, I don't think you can build a career, you know, out of tennis. Mm. So you need to go back and focus on your studies. And so while, you know, you, you listen to what your parents said and you're too young sometimes to realize the difference between building a career or playing for fun, you know, I think that's where, you know, there was no guidance for me. And I left playing tennis abruptly and started focusing on studies. And, you know, you follow the chart that was very popular at that time. You do your computer engineering, you do your MBA and you get employed. Uh, that's what I did. But somewhere as you grow up, you realize that uh, there's a big part of your life, you know, you, you haven't done justice to. And we set up curriculum where the idea was we can help students, parents 
see careers outside academics of you know math science and enable those careers or skill set to be built in students we ran that organization you know successfully for a year but one of the challenges we faced at that time was that parents kept telling us that hey you know why your courses are good but we are not able to you know fund these courses on our own they were sometimes these courses were in the range of 40000 to 60000 rupees a an year and constantly parents were saying hey why is nobody financing us for these loans when i can buy a laptop on a loan or a mobile phone on a loan why can't i finance this kind of an education for me it might not be an education related to school or college but it is still a skill that i'm building from uh, you know from on in my child and that's where we just realized that in india the whole education lending market has been set up around uh, study abroad loans so if you want to go outside india do a course which starts from 50 60 lakh rupees and goes in couple of crores your parents will put your house as a, their house as a collateral and uh, you know you will get a loan which for which you will get you know 10 years period to repay back this industry you know kind of everybody is focusing on from banks to big uh, you know nbfcs that have been set up have been totally focusing on this industry but the minute you look at somebody trying to do you know educations in india in schools for skilling and upskilling courses you know courses that are related or generating employments you know they they become it becomes very difficult to raise loan for that and the reason for that is simple that you know for lenders these are small ticket loans they don't yeah. understand you know they, it becomes a personal loan and it the minute it becomes a personal loan you look at a credit profile of a borrower their you know banking statements their previous financial statements and uh, only a set qualified borrowers get through this chain and when they get a loan they are very expensive loans and that's the problem you know in eduance we are trying to solve today so eduance in last 4 years has become the preferred choice of lender for learners and that's what we want to be known as you know we are the lender for learners so if you are or you have some a family member who's studying you know as young as 4 5 year old kid trying to get into preschool education to getting into school education then you know doing your coaching co- classes then getting into your uh, you know undergrad post grad degree you get employed or you do a skilling and upskilling courses you know advance finances all that and that's where you know our differentiation comes in the market those are some very interesting points you brought up uh, varun uh, going by my own experience and looking at some of the recent surveys that were done by the ns nso right uh one of the things that they pointed out is that the average annual expense of graduate courses or skill based courses typically range from uh, 10000 to about 20000 a year for normal courses while technical courses went up to 70000 a year of course for more premium institutes this number could be as high, much higher maybe two or three times that right while at the same time if you look at income data a substantial portion of self employed casual or even regular workers earn less than 10000 per month so when you take these two statistics together clearly seems that affordable education is out of the reach of a lot of folks in india now you've been in the space since 2014 like you pointed out right are you now seeing increasingly that credit as a means of uh, actually funding education is becoming increasingly the way that most folks are looking at uh, upskilling reskilling and looking at uh, supporting education in india see any industry that is going through growth will always need a financing partner to help them grow you know we have seen yeah. this trend across you know you look at auto industry you look at real estate industry it's ab- absolutely us, you know in the, any industry on its own has found it difficult to get a lot of consumers in right. buying their product so i think it, it, this is the time where education has taken a lot of importance in in india education has always been important but we have been very focused on getting you know our 10th 12th pass and going to iid iims and that's all education right. has meant to us 
Indian parents, uh, you know, have now started, and even the consumers or the children have started looking at: Is it important for me to do an MBA, or do I become a very focused uh, learner in a particular sector, like you know, data science or AIML or coding? And they want to build their career very early on in that space because of the kind of opportunities and exposures they get very early on. And this has resulted a kind of a change in which the financing sector needs to kind of be built around it. Traditionally, as we talked about. you know when you talk about the income gap and you talk about yeah. the salaries increasing limited but the you know number of people or the course fee getting increased there was always a challenge because again education loans were always high ticket loans and you will yeah. always find very few people who are eligible for that and government came out with lot of policies to support these individuals but you know still the lenders were not very comfortable getting into the sectors and yeah. we have seen traditionally npas in 10% 11% in higher education which is phenomenally high right mm. uh and i think the way it has changed now is one just look at the demographic profile of india close to 50% of india is going to be the age group of 5 to 24 uh that you know that's a close to 400 500 million people we are talking about and that's the time when everybody should ideally be associated with education in one or the other way and when that happens the expenses go up because yeah. today's student and their parents don't just want the child to do school they want them to attend multiple coaching classes they want to learn coding or these specialized coursing much earlier and the expenses are going up in fact i was looking at some of the data and we realized that the spend outside the classroom in india today is close to 70 billion dollars and that's a huge number and this is only related education so anything that is right. spent outside and so there is a lot of demand for financial institutes to come up and help these individuals to learn the way it has changed been changing now is very specifically that you know if you look at some of the stats typically for a skilling or a certification courses this in tier one developed countries let me put yeah. it this way there is a penetration of around 80% above of loans in a classroom that means out of 100 student 80 students have taken a loan to do those courses as we go to some of the other countries maybe like you know southeast asian countries or you know some of the other you know next level of countries this penetration drops down to you know close to 30% in india as you said and we have looked at the data this penetration is close to 7% and that means there is a huge gap in terms of students applying for these courses getting access to finance and getting enrolled and ultimately learning and getting employed so this impact is just not from the perspective of you know giving them finance to get a certification but actually creating a workforce which is skilled and can contribute directly to your gdp and some of the sectors that are growing so financing has become a very essential part of it now how we are trying to tackle in via education this problem statement has been simple we looked at the products today that exist in the market and we realized everybody is charging interest rates which are very high because the sector is going through their own challenges and they are looking at only the you know set of borrowers who have very high credit bureau scores or have financial footprints how do you get the sector for example or the people you talked about people maybe who are you know underbanked or not banked and you know or very limited footprints how do you give them the loan so eduance when we created uh, we created the genesis saying okay we don't have to look at a borrower in a silo and say is this person eligible for a credit loan we have to look at what this person's past has been or education profile has been right what this person is about to learn and if that comes well what is the income potential or the employment potential for this borrower and we'll look at that basically have a large chunk of borrowers who qualify for your lending products today so we have something what we called as an employment risk which is a major contributor of how we approve loans today 
by employment risk i mean is we when we partner for loans we partner with these education institutes we look at what they are teaching to whom they are teaching how many students are dropping out of the courses what are the employment they are generating what kind of salary students are getting who is hiring them what is the overall profile of the institute and the sector they are in and when a borrower comes into this picture we look at says okay you are a perfect student and this institute will get you a job because of your background for this much right. salary so you should qualify for a loan and i will look at your future income and give you a loan today which not many people are doing and that becomes a very key distinct factor of why you know new age lender or fintech players you would like to call while we are in nbfc we are more of a digital lender but there is a key differentiation of how we lend and traditionally lending has been done in this space this is a very interesting point you brought up and uh, i think it's good you brought up the fact that this is very distinct difference between how traditional lenders approach this space as well as uh, how new age lenders such as yours appro- approach this space I'm just curious what might be some of the challenges as we move from urban India to tier 2 cities while actually trying to access or provide credit to folks in tier 2 cities. See one thing you have to understand is that big shift has happened in the way education is being done in India today. You know what we internally are saying the education consumption in right. India is trans- transforming at a massive scale. Pandemic has only you know kind of sped up the digitization of learning in India. Today you have edtech players with 10 million plus subscribers some of the biggest unicorns that have been created in India are in the edtech space because there are consumers in tier 2 tier 3 who suddenly realize that I don't have to spend a lot of money in hostels and travel and you know my food and accommodation or leave my job to do my learning I can actually use my phone and get access to some of the top edtech partners or colleges who are moving from classroom learnings to online learning and still learn from the comfort of my home no matter where I am and that has shifted the way people have started looking at education and it is becoming you know more and because the education is becoming online more and more students are getting access so earlier you would put 30 students in a class but now you can run multiple online batches and if it's a pre-recorded course millions of students at the same time can get access to that course now when that happens it, the penetration of the quality education starts going deeper in india so instead of limiting to 300 students let's assume in an iit if iit tomorrow goes online you know you can have 3000 students maybe. right you know to and that's what is happening and now when you go deeper in this sector what happens is that there are students who have always had potential to build that skill if the quality education was given to them and that's where you know you have to build your entire lending products around so for example today 70% of our loans today are no cost loans because we realize as we go deeper in india tier 2 tier 3 cities their ability to pay will only be uh, limited So first you create a product that they can afford. So we when we partner with these institutes we put the cost of interest on these institutes so the students can only pay the course fee over a period of time so instead of let's assume if your course is for a lakh instead yeah. of paying upfront to the institute you will pay this 1 lakh rupees let's assume over 24 months or 10 to 12 months depending on what is your capability to pay or what the product that consumer and there is no extra cost to it now once you give that access to the product the idea is that institute needs to find the right kind of students who will learn build the skill and get employed and that's where you know understanding an institute helps you so when you go and deeper to the tier 2 tier 3 millage it's not about what kind of financial footprints they have had but what kind of capability or skill they will possess after learning that you can easily map out looking at the dropout ratios of the institutes what kind of penetrations or you know classes they are learning from a particular demographic sector how many of them are regularly attending those classes or people not quitting this you know maybe or skipping the classes so all these data points become essential for you to look at and when you look at it your ability to lend to quality students with quality backgrounds become much higher rather than saying okay because you don't have a bank account or a higher fire i won't lend it to you 
Varun, I think this is uh, this actually mirrors uh, some of the newer models we're seeing in the West as far as uh, funding education is concerned. Like, for example, a couple of lenders in the US uh, started offering loans that were tied to your future earnings, where you would repay, say, a percentage of your future earnings every month. Absolutely. So they are essentially called income share agreements. Yeah. Right, ISA, which is a model that is gaining popularity in India also, where essentially a training partner says, I will train you and I'll get you a guaranteed job for this much salary. And yeah. once I get you a job, you have to repay me back my fee. Now, the the way the lending partners are helping them is most of these ISAs are not essentially lenders. So they don't have access right. to capital. And two, they don't have an ability to recover. What if a student just doesn't want to pay you back because it's not a you know loan, you know, you're civil or bureau scores don't get impacted and people can take it lightly if they want so we are partnering today with isas and we are saying that okay you're going to spend let's assume your course fee is going to be two lakh rupees i will pay you two lakh rupees or deduct the discount upfront. and once you get a job to the student the student will have to pay to me the way it helps is because students now have taken a loan it helps them two front one a student who have no financial footprints or no you know historical bureau score they were new to credit what we call when they take a loan and they start repaying it back they start getting into the financial sector so they create their digital footprints these guys get the bureau score assigned to them tomorrow if this repay back completely these guys can get access to more loans they can open up their accounts blah 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 very easily because they would have a relationship with some financial institute which would have went well and for institutes, because they don't have a burden of collecting, they have a burden of just focusing on quality education and they, they can spend total time and energy and the capital they get upfront from the lenders on building that infrastructure. So we absolutely, you are right, this trend has started somewhere you know, outside India and now you know, catching up in some of the sectors in India. The only thing we have to be a little cautious is our ability to place students. When you have a lot of income share agreements kind of institutes yeah. start cropping up, if the quality of education or the placement suffer, you know, the, it, this will impact directly on the student's ability to pay back, which will impact on financing partners. Look how they look at this sector will change. I think now it's an excellent time to uh, move the focus on Eduance. Uh, let's say I wanted to avail of credit from Eduance to fund my graduate education or some uh, upskill course that I was interested in. What's the process that I would follow? Talk us through the typical customer journey. Sure. Started our, you know, product with a B2B2C flow, which means essentially Eduance to tie up with an education institute and we create our product. So because you have to create these no cost loan, partnership with institutes become very important because you, yeah. you know, somebody has to pay the cost of the interest. Once Eduance partner these institutes, you know, we do our due diligence, we, you know, underwrite them, we create a risk model around them and the sector, a product is created and agreed with these institute partner. In yeah. most of the institute cases, we provide a technology uh, integrated process to them. So for lack of better word, these institutes are given a simple API driven CRM where if they are using their own CRM and you know the counselors of the institutes are talking to the child about the course and trying to enroll them, at the same time, the same information can be you know fed is fed into on an R system. And on a real-time basis, they can get principal sanction on the loan of a student. Now that really helps institute because the first call which is the most crucial call for an institute counseling team when they're interacting with the potential student. They can actually say, hey, by the way, our lending partner Eduance has approved your loan. So if you want, instead of paying our upfront, you're actually eligible of paying the same loan over 12 months or 24 months. Now, this tech integration process not just only creates a low cost loan, 
it yep. helps students get clear clarity and a faster service the same document they are using for their admission process can be used for uh, you know lending product as well or getting a loan so their life and journey becomes easy they don't have to step out of the ecosystem of the institute and find a lending partner negotiate on the cost give documents wait for the decision all that pain goes away the other journey what students typically takes when they take a loan from us is they come to our platform our app or our website or call our customer care segment they automatically get a message on their whatsapp email and sms they click a loan and the journey is purely digital which means come on our platform answer a few questions about yourself we give you an access you know if you know select the loan uh, course that you want to do a loan if you have not partnered you can still apply for loans and we give those loans to you so you write about which institute which you course are doing once your loan is approved you click a picture of yourself you do your digital kyc and the information that we ask today is very limited alone so if you have any financial background all you have to do is give your ckyc number or give your pan card and we pull everything about you so your address your pan cards uh, your aadhar cards you know if you have ever submitted to any of the banks they all digitally get fetched so for a consumer it's basically few clicks clicking a photo checking my documents are all okay otherwise you know just quickly uploading doing a digital kyc and signing an enash this process typically take less than 8 minutes or less for a loans to get ready for dispersal on app and this is the way you know you build in a revolutionary change in the education lending so consumers who were used to buying products on amazon or going to chroma stores and just swiping the card and doing that's the same model we are trying to replicate in education sector today very interesting varun and it now that we have a clear understanding of the need of a product similar to eduvance which india has and you also spoke about that the product is available to a very very young kid who is just entering school to someone who is upskilling themselves it would be very interesting varun to understand from you the different products that you have and the distribution that those products will have between say an urban india and the bharat and what is most popular in those segments uh, if you can paint a picture for us on that so oh, absolutely see the kind of products today we have is you know we started our journey with skilling and upskilling loan for skilling how we define skilling is think about a student who is an undergrad or last year of mba or last year couple of years of engineering and maybe not from a very top college you know may feel that i might not be able to get a job just out of my institute so i need right. to learn additional skill and do a certification they they what we call skilling loans where a student is still studying does a course for certification outside college these courses are typically in the range of 50000 to 1 1 and a half lakh and we finance those courses upskilling is think about individuals who are working professionals who might want to change their job change their industry or upskill themselves for you know better pay scale or promotion and they do courses in data science and uh, aiml digital marketing and some of the other industries and you know the idea is okay i will become only better in my employment career these courses start from 1 1.5 lakh and can go up to 10 15 lakhs today so these are the two products we started our journey with financing but we realized that once you finance a child you know maybe who is in college there is always a son or a daughter in the same family who is in a school so parents started coming to us and saying hey can you finance that and we realized there is a huge untapped market in this segment as well so we started creating product for k12 education where child is in the school you know can also get finance and again the philosophy of fair underwriting is looking at the quality of the school uh, getting some data on the background of parents past performance and things like that so that it makes only you know what we call in k12 segment is a one click loan or pre approved loans this is what we finance but we have recently tied up and because of the pandemic students started looking for uh, digital uh, equipment like uh, laptops and mobile phone to complete their education mm. and we tied up with apple today and we are now tying up with some of the largest digital platforms to you know not only finance their 
a course fee, but also give them equipments that they can buy as a bundled package while they are learning. So we are introducing what we call study now, pay later program, uh, loans. This is essentially what the concept of BNPL exists at India today, where consumers are so used to, I go on Amazon or I go on Flipkart, I click a button, I buy a laptop and I pay later. So that's what they call BNPL. And we are introducing similarly what we call study now, pay later loans, where students can just decide that I want to do this, buy a laptop from the top market player and pick a course, complete their education and pay it over a period of time. You know, that's the genesis. Now, the way we are seeing is because, you know, you saw it talked about India and Bharat. Think about it as two institutes today when they are getting digitized in India for the first time, government of India came back with a UGC policy where uh, universities are allowed to online uh, offer online diploma programs. Close to 41 million students do educate domestic education in India. These students today will have access to top college and you know how, you know, colleges are broken into top 10, top 20 in India. Right. Yeah. So not every student had access to a quality institute but now with the ugc policy all these students will be eligible to take courses or compete for across doesn't matter which city they are into these are the kind of penetration we are seeing in bharat where a student today is saying okay i am a, i am one of the earning members of my family earlier if i had to do my mba or a postgrad or undergrad i had to leave my job and go to delhi or some other city and learn but today i can learn it online and now when that starts happening it's a shift in the way the education is being consumed and you know one of the important matrix indian government tracks is ger which is gross enrollment ratio and that's the idea this will now go through the roof and as more and more students enroll for these school courses and ugpg courses the education the bare minimum education you know which was earlier 8th and then moved to 10th you know, and with the new uh, national education policy that came up, you know, all this will supplement the penetration of quality education across in India. It will also put burden on institutes to build a high quality learning products because students will have an option of on a click of a button to say why you want, why not the other person. So it will not just increase the penetration in, you know, deeper India or Bharat. It will also push you know, ed tech players to create consumers uh, products which are in local language, you know, varied across to the intelligence or the uh, capability of the student and ability to customize for them. And that will just change the way education will get consumed in India over next, uh, you know, probably a decade. Understood. Understood. Varun. Looks like we are heading towards very, very exciting times. But Varun, typically or like any lending business, the heart of it is always the credit decisioning. Uh, and you have touched upon a few of the parameters that you look at, which actually differentiates you from a traditional lender. But we also spoke about that you are using artificial intelligence to make it stronger uh, and make it more efficient. So if you could please double click on that particular element and help us understand how you're using AI for the credit decisioning model that you're using. No, sure. Uh, one thing that I spoke earlier was that underwriting over here does not have to be driven by what is the past financial profile of the borrower on the parent is. It has to be, you know, smart enough to understand the potential of what they will achieve after they do complete their education. So, for example, Himan, uh, let's talk about it. If today in our algorithm, you apply for a loan, and I'm going to assume you have no medical background or medical education background. If you apply for a loan, for example, in a medical institute, our algorithm will realize that there is a high employability risk with this loan because he, you know, Himan does not have a background in medical. And while he may go ahead and learn this course, but the chances of getting employed is after this course is very low. So his his potential income will be close to zero. So you would have to look at his current earning model and 
take a decision but if hemant applies for a loan let's assume in a voice artist kind of a you know institute where you are you know you can become an rj you know our algorithm will say even if hemant does not have any civil score or financial income he's a perfect guy he will get employed for this much salary in this much time so you should lend and provide your loan to hemant and let him complete his study and that's where the key differentiation come in when you look look at traditional lending models the minute you put in your pan they put your pull your bureau and they say this is the civil you have i have a cut off of 720 anybody lesser than nobody gets a loan from me if i have to give a loan the interest rate shoots up in our model what we say is i have understood the institute that you are going into and in the industry you are going into i have enough insight of what kind of students who are learning who is dropping out how much you know who's getting placements by when sector by sector time by time how many of those students are repaying us back with that what kind of background so your employability risk which is an institute industry course rating becomes very important this also puts pressure on institutes to ensure that they are providing quality education because if their rating goes down the ability to get more borrowers in or students for loan goes down then what we have is your independent score of a borrower so we do look at for example what we call as your mobile score we tried if you don't have a digital footprint we will try to create your profile using uh, you know your social score uh, you know your sms spending habit where you are shopping how you are shopping you know if you are a young guy who just got employed what kind of salaries you are getting we will look at your demographic profile you know this kind of consumer or this kind of a student how they have behaved in past for this sector for us from this pin code how students are coming how they have behaved so demographic profile and definitely if you are not new to credit we look at your banking and bureau score to give more and more chance of you getting a loan from us and this is how you know our underwriting works so the accountability is not just on the borrower to be having a profile but both on the industry to behave and the institute and their courses to be you know high quality very interesting now varun let's zoom into the more recent times i understand that you have had a phenomenal growth over the last year as the pandemic has hit in fact i think 3x growth uh, in the amount that you have disbursed talk us through the story of how the causation is connected how the pandemic impacted x and that has impacted y which has led to this growth and what's your view on how this is going to shape up uh, in the future uh, in the new future and the long term future as well no uh, you in fact uh, absolutely right we we are this our month on month growth has been phenomenal in last 12 18 months or so we have grown to 10x aum which has been phenomenal and the you know even the uh, uh, the disbursals have been uh, monthly increasing and that's one of the reasons i have been simple as i said you know the education getting digitized has only sped up you know three things uh, you know we looked at one we said okay there is a education consumption because it's changing that tech players are coming in institutes who are only totally classroom driven are becoming online or hybrid where students can do a part course on uh, you know their websites or through online journey and on weekends can come and attend classes or complete totally digitally the second thing that happened was public policies the government of india you know launched these incredible ugc policies national education policies the focus came back on skill india you know whether nsdc started driving a lot of these uh, you know institutes to launch new courses and started financing them that you know more and more players started coming into this quality education field and the third thing that happened was private investments private investments you know where uh, thankfully lot of these uh, p firms or vc firms started seeing the potential india has in terms of young population and their need to get quality education and they started financing some of these giants and you know some of the underdogs as you know known in the startup world and they all started kind of creating unique products to impart education when all these three changes happen suddenly 
with pandemic in the middle of it the edtech sector started moving very fast and when that happens financing became an urgent need see people who were being laid off or people who were told who are very uncertain about their jobs whether they will hold on to or not suddenly started saying while i may have a capital but if i can get a loan for no extra cost why would i pay up front parents who were earlier always made sure that child's education is a top priority so i would keep my x rupees aside beginning of the year and phase suddenly said okay i don't know how my job's going to look like i have two kids who are going to schools and that's like 1 1 and a half 2 lakh rupees of expense and there is a lending partner who's saying i can pay 20000 rupees a month let me do that and i wouldn't pay up front so because of pandemic uncertainty in the ecosystem uncertainty around their own employment you know salary is not getting increased or salary is getting withheld people started moving towards education which was earlier not very productively looked at taking a loan for education was a very you know in indian society was looked as a very good thing suddenly people started saying hey it's just another lending product and it's helping me manage my expenses better it's there is no extra cost and you know and it it just enables my child to learn more simultaneously because i can you know get them enrolled in two or three courses at a time and that shift really drove, drove our growth so institute started working very closely with us provided us data and they started sourcing quality candidates and parents and the individual started realizing the importance of paying over a period of time and that all suddenly you know we were the only guys who were at that time totally digitally set up you know we started in 2016 so we were the first movers and suddenly you know with the nbfc license we became the quality guys to go to right. and today if you look at our team you know absolutely incredible team with minimum 15 20 years of experience with each individual you know our you know with sukesh managing risk and harsh managing collection and rahel and parth and myself and nag you know there's a people started seeing that these guys are high quality individuals who understand the lending space and they have created a product and tech integrated model which they with the consumer and the institute started loving and suddenly we just you know the we used growth as a propeller for us absolutely varun i think it is a fantastic uh, product company and initiative and uh, just to tell you in fact i did a graduate degree which was not my first preference because of financial inability to pay for it and i don't think so that has changed over the many years in fact it has become worse so if there are more student and they would like to get in touch with you or the organization and understand it better how can they do that oh absolutely guys just log on to www.anyone's.com uh, just drop us your contact details and we will reach out to you we typically have less than 4 hours start we'll try our best to shorten it for you guys any of the institutes you want to go to today if you don't want to reach out to us just ask your institute you need to you know get in touch with a lending partner more or less it's going to be us if not just ask for us directly and we will be happy to kind of provide uh, any kind of financial support and not just financial support as i said himant you know with the, we are creating a product called edu clarity which provides mentorship service to students so we are partnering with schools and colleges we are we are not just financing these courses we are telling these students is this the right career path for you we make them talk to industry experts we tell them okay if they they still feel they want to pursue that career or this is the right career choice then we recommend them institutes and they we can finance their education so the idea is not just to act as a lender but actually a partner in your learning journey end to end and for that just you know a simple phone call or a you know drop in of a message will really help us reach out to you thanks to tan varun for taking the time to speak with us and shining some light on this very important topic of affordable education perfect thank you so much for having me here guys really appreciate That's it from India Fintech Diaries for this week. Do keep an eye out on our brand new website indiafintechdiaries.com for exclusive companion content on topics discussed on the show and until next time stay safe.